Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I thought it'd be fun for the two of us to hop on the microphone and just kind of talk through mm-hmm. the massive, massive, you know, series that committed became, I don't think we ever could have imagined, I don't think we ever could have imagined in the beginning that we would have done this many episodes. Do you actually know how many episodes we did? Because I don't know. I calculated it out. It's somewhere around 130. 130. Okay. That is, that's not nothing. No, that's a lot. That's not nothing, my friend. And for people who don't know you, longtime fans know that Ramsey has been <laughs> our producer since the the early days of Committed. But Ramsey, introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, yeah, my name is Ramsey Hunt. I am a supervising producer for iHeart uh, Podcasts, and I have been the producer from for Committed since the beginning. Since the beginning. And I... Pulled up our first episode aired on June 6th of 2018. Okay. So just over four years. Yeah. But but we started making the show almost a year in advance. So. Correct. We've been working together for about five years now. Correct. 
So do you, in all of that time, what should we maybe tell the audience what I, the episodes I asked for in the beginning? What did I tell you that I wanted in terms of married couple stories? You told me you wanted prison, mm-hmm. a couple that was married or has been married during prison. Mm-hmm. You said you wanted a porn couple. Mm-hmm. I wanted prison. I wanted porn. But I have to say... Our episode that we did um, with two married porn stars was one of the greatest episodes that we that we made. It was yep. it was beautiful. It was it was heart wrenching sometimes. It was so so sad for reasons that had nothing to do with the pornography industry, but because they were struggling with starting a family and then struggling with how to have children um, and explain to them what they what they had been been doing for careers for the past 10, 20 years. And I loved this couple so much. And we actually got to go into their homes. This was pre-COVID. So we got to do the interview in their house. And I think, can we play a clip of them? Sure, sure, sure. Well, before, it was one of my favorites too. I mean, the fact that you know, I was trying to think of whatever were my favorites and I knew we were both going to say porn. <laughs> I think the name of the title was I Don't Own Him. I Don't Own Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Mick Blue and Annika Albright. Yeah. And the fact, I think, when you were standing in front of their porn trophy room. I was. I was. Room. I walked into their house, and they had a trophy case filled with, like, little gold people and essentially the Oscars of porn. They were the Meryl Streep's of, of the porn industry, and they were also raising baby chickens like from from hatchlings from eggs in in their bathroom in their house and it was the just exact opposite of what you would expect to to walk into when you walked into a porn star's house i mean except for the oscars of porn but the baby chickens all over the place and just an adorable little like tchotchkes from etsy um talking about blessing this home it was just it was awesome. It was so great. Yeah, I want to play a little clip from Mick and Annika because we're also still, I'm still Instagram friends with Mick and Annika. I think that we've stayed social media friends with them almost, almost everyone that we've had on Committed. All right, let's play a little clip. Let's play a little clip of them. Sure. And so do you guys do a lot of work together? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And do you think though that's some of your best work? Absolutely. Um, you know, Mick is my favorite performer to work with because we do know everything about each other and, and, you know, our buttons. And we have great chemistry. So it's, I think it's natural that our scenes with each other are going to be our best scenes. And it also shows, coming back to their words, it shows that other people see it the same way because many, many of our awards from, for example, the Porn Oscars or other institutions were actually for scenes or movies that we have done together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were, I have to say they're one of my favorite couples, mm-hmm. but our first episode, which I don't, I mean, I don't even know if I want to play a clip of because I think that I sound so terrible in the entire first season and I'm vain. And our first episode, the couple that was blown up together in the Boston Marathon bombing I didn't even know if I could keep doing this show after that yeah. uh, because their story 
was so hard to report. And I do, I'm going to let you pick out the part of that to play because like I said, I can't, I can't listen to it because I can't hear my voice. And I also, I don't know if I can hear their story again because it's so heartbreaking, but I feel like it set the tone for what we wanted to do with Committed for the next so many, eight seasons. But did we end on eight or nine Mm -hmm. seasons? Eight seasons. Eight seasons. Yeah. For for me, editing that episode, because that was the first one we did, and that was kind of our, I guess, quote-unquote pilot that we we pushed around the office quite a bit. So I listened to their story probably for a good solid two months almost just to get it down right. And I... It was, it, yeah, I mean, going back and even thinking about it is, is somewhat, not necessarily overly triggering, but slightly triggering where I start to feel the anxiety from it. And I mean, you know, as what these people have gone through, not just their episode, but, you know, all these episodes, I feel like I've learned so much about them and then just experiencing what they went through in a way where it's, it was hard. It was hard to edit. I mean, I'm not going to lie. How often do you cry? Uh, this season I've cried maybe two or three times and that is generally like the first season. I think I cried in every episode. I think I cried in every episode in the first season too. And it just kind of started to whittle down. I guess I just became, you know, a little bit hardened and what, what some of our couples have been through mm-hmm. just in, you know, and all that. But, um, I mean, they, a cat compassionate goodbye, like. From this episode, this season, mm-hmm. where the the like that one really hit hard. Yeah, that that was the that was the one with Amy Bloom, and she's a writer. She's an author, and her husband had was going through um, the early symptoms of a dementing disease, and he didn't want to die like that. And she helped him find a way to go abroad to give him a good death, to give him. As as she says, and as we titled the episode, a compassionate goodbye. Let's play a little bit of Amy, because that episode is so beautiful. But yeah, I lost it. I lost it on that. What did he want a good death to look like? And I think that's something that we don't talk about nearly enough in our culture. Like, what should a good death look like? I think that depends entirely on the person experiencing it. For him, he wanted it to be peaceful and painless, and he wanted me by his side. Okay, now that we're crying, I'm not crying, you're crying. You're not crying, I'm crying. Um, what episode made you laugh so hard you peed your pants? <laughs> Jeez. The man under the bush? Oh my god, the man under the bush! The man under the bush. I, and you know what, I need to do a quick Google. Because the man under the bush. Um, this is the story of a woman who named Emmy, a woman named Emmy, who fell in love with a homeless man who was literally living under a bush. And they, I mean, they went through it. They went, he was still homeless. They were dating. And then he eventually moved in with her and he hadn't been living in a house in years. And they, they figured it out and they got married and they had babies. But he was so funny. Yeah. I, he cracked me up, but I'm Googling it now um, because she was she was writing a screenplay for th- their love story. And I want to see if it ever got made. That was one of the fun ones for me. I mean, just because 
his whole attitude and his outlook on life and everything else. And I mean, where he's been and what he went through and, you know, hopefully they're still doing soon. Great. When, when we talk to them, I'm going to email Emmy right now and ask her if we can see their romantic comedy on the, on the screen <laughs> at some point, because yeah. All right. I want to play a little bit of Emmy and Vic. Also, I had forgotten until I just Googled, Emmy and Vic, like Vic was really hot. He was a hot homeless guy living under a bush. <laughs> he really was. He really was. I mean, and she's beautiful, but like, you know, if you're going to fall in love with an, with with the man who lives in the bush, it helps when he's when he's very handsome, I think. All right, let's play. Oh my gosh, and I'm looking at their adorable twins too. Okay, let's play a little bit of Emmy and Vic. One night she was sitting in Vondel Park waiting to meet a friend for dinner. As usual, I was early and somebody sat down next to me. And even before I had looked at him, I kind of felt this electricity and energy between us. And then suddenly he asked me what time it was, which I thought was a very silly question and an obvious pickup line because right in front of us was a clock. So I know that Vic and I met at 10 to 7 on uh, Sunday, the 24th of September, 2006. She was super hot just sitting there. And uh, only a fool would, would not go and approach a beautiful woman who's sitting on a, on a bench looking happy. Like she, she, she didn't look uncomfortable or anything. I knew she was waiting for somebody, so I had to move in quick. All right, yeah. I have to say the episode that made me laugh out loud, that made me pee my pants a little bit, was when we interviewed Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Oh. That was that was that was a fun one. That was a really fun one, right? Yeah, that was a really it was a good mid-pandemic interview. I mean, spending an hour with those two was was a wonderful day, and all the other stuff that was happening in our lives. So it was it was great to just hear them talk. And I totally I totally forgot that that was pan that was mid-pandemic, uh, because time you know has no meaning at this, this point. But yeah, they were really a bright spot in my, in my pandemic days and just hearing them. I, I really liked, uh, Megan talking a little bit about how she was kind of a cougar and she wasn't expecting anything from her relationship with Nick. Uh, and he was just, he was all in, he was there for it. So, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to play a little bit of them. Megan said, let's make a two week rule that let's never take a job or get in a situation that will keep us apart for more than two weeks. Yeah. And I said, put her there. Let's shake on it. Yeah. And we have done that. I mean, really, that's the bottom line is we make our marriage a priority over our careers. So if we get a wonderful opportunity in Australia or England or, or wherever, we say, okay, I have this offer. You know, Megan gets offered a Broadway show it's very exciting, but part of the negotiation is she has to say, okay, I've been offered Young Frankenstein on Broadway. Can we move to New York for a year? Yeah, and like the last time I did a Broadway show was in 2014, and it was a play, and Nick had a book deal, and so he's like, great, I'll come to New York and I'll write my book. I mean, <laughs> it's not always that easy to work out, but that was that was a pretty good one. But that making that, having that, I mean, liking each other is one thing, but that's kind of amorphous. But in terms of like nuts and bolts things, that has been the single most important thing that we have done. Yeah. Easy. That and joining that sex club. Yeah. Top two. 
Now I'm going, now, now I'm going, oh, and now I'm scrolling through our episodes. Amanda Klutz, the Amanda Klutz and Nick, the Amanda Klutz and Nick Cordero story. Nick was the Broadway star who went into the ICU with COVID. He was only 41 and they mm-hmm. thought he'd be out of the hospital in a week or two. Uh, and the world rallied around Nick and then Amanda lost him. He was yeah. one of the most high profile COVID, COVID deaths in the news. And Amanda's story, they had, a, they had a little baby. And we don't usually just have one part of a couple on committed, but I, Amanda's story really made me ball. Yeah. I mean, I think we were still, I mean, I think we were just about to get vaccinated at that time when that mm-hmm. came out, but mm-hmm. that one hit really hard. Um, Cause I think one thing that really hit me on that one was like, he just went in, he thought he had a common cold mm-hmm. or something like that and really didn't know what COVID was about. And he went in the hospital and that was the last time he ever saw Amanda and the flesh was him leaving to go into the hospital. Yeah. That just really hit because obviously we were all living through all that, mm-hmm. not knowing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I want to play a little bit about what Amanda said about her last goodbye with Nick. He was clearly sick. You know, he clearly had something. We thought pneumonia. And he was leaving me as the sole parent of our son. So he couldn't hug me. He couldn't kiss me. We didn't. He didn't hug or kiss Elvis. I don't even remember what we said, to be honest. I think, I know I said, you know, I'll I'll drive around or I'll go for a walk with Elvis. I'll be in the neighborhood. Call me when you're done. I thought it was going to be an hour or two and he would be out of the ER with his, with new meds. No way did I think it would be, they're keeping me overnight. No way did I think it would go the, the, the way it did. It was very, unfortunately, in a way cold, I guess you could say. Amanda writes in her book, he was never the same again. He woke up, but Nick never really came back. I have one for you. Oh, you do? Okay. Am I? Yep. Yeah. All right. Tell me. So what episode have you talked to Nick about your husband? Nick? Oh, my husband, Nick? What, which one do yep. I talk about? That, hey, you know what we should do in our relationship? Oh, gosh. Oh. Is there, is there one like that? All of them? I mean, honestly... <laughs> All of them. I have. I didn't, you know, I've, and I say this all the time in our trailers and our promos and people are sick of hearing it, but I think making committed has been better for my marriage than going to therapy because every episode brings something up where I, I have a new way to talk about our marriage and to talk about the things that are percolating in our marriage without talking about our, us in particular. Um, and so all like, we've talked about almost every single episode, but I'm trying to think of the one that comes up a lot for the two of us. I will say mm. that um, we did, well, I t- we, I, we talk about uh, Emma Straub and her husband, Mike, a lot. The couple that that opened the bookstore Books Are Magic in Brooklyn, because, mostly because Nick and I want to open a bookstore. And yet we also realized that it's really hard, and especially on a marriage. And so every time I'm like, oh my gosh, it's time. Let's open our bookstore. Nick makes me re-listen to the episode All Adults Here with Emma and, and Mike and just talking about 
the very real messiness of launching a business with your husband. Um, and it, it's it, every time I listen to it, I still want to open the bookstore. So uh, it's it, but it is a good reminder that it is not all, not all magic, not all. No, no, no. Um, we should. Yeah, let's play a little bit of that. Emma bet me that she was going to break up with me in three months. I think I said six. Did you say six? I think I said six. And I was six. like, I'll take that bet. And here we are 16 years later. <laughs> here they are. Emma and Mike. 16 years, two kids, and a bookstore later. Yeah, a bookstore. That's what this story is about. Every couple I know has their career escape fantasy. I have friends who daydream about buying a goat farm, even though they've never touched a goat. Seriously, I think maybe they've eaten goat cheese once. And goat farms look pretty on Instagram. What about you? Do you and Carrie, Ramsey's wife's name is Carrie. And she's wonderful. What is that noise? That sounds like a... That was me. <laughs> I was just making like a... <sighs> an audible, mm-hmm, audible sigh. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both still married. You and I are both still married yeah. to our respective same spouses, which we cannot yep. say for every couple that's been uncommitted. No, we can't. See, the thing is, uh, Carrie does not like, she does not listen to podcasts. Oh. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. me recommending something for her to listen to would... You know, it just go, you know, out one area mm-hmm. out the other. Mm-hmm. And it I'll mention episodes to her, so she'll get excited. And I'm like, she's very supportive of me working on committed and you mm-hmm. know my job and all that. But she's just like, you know, she, I think she listens to basketball podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is different so, than our podcast. Which is different. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Except for I I told her that we interviewed Renee Montgomery and her wife, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Serena Grace. Yeah. And she came to me the day after, like it, it published, and said, "Hey, I listened to Love and Basketball, and I really loved it." Oh, so I was like, "Okay, she does listen. She does so, listen to one um, episode." Yeah, but I can't like think of anything. Like, I mean, there's so much, you know. Like when when you talk to a couple that's been, you know, through the thick of mm-hmm. it, or a couple that's been married for years. And, you know, you, you, you think about your own marriage. I think it, it just kind of gives us or gave me, gives me like confidence that, you know, I can, I can kind of weather through if I'm having a bad day or she's having a bad day, you know, we're, we're there kind of to support each other. So that you can get through um, anything. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much anything. I, we, yeah. you know, I just, I just found out that. Uh, the B-52s are going on tour. And it, mm-hmm. so I re-listened to our interview with Kate Pearson and her wife, Monica Coleman, who run the very hip Catskills Motel, Kate's Lazy Meadow together, which is right down the road from me here in the Catskills. And uh, yeah, I just like, again, I I always, every episode on a re-listen brings me joy. All of them, mm-hmm. even the ones that are that could be kind of depressing, I still because of exactly what you said, it's the show is proof that you can get through hard things together, and so I always end each episode whether I'm just making it or re-listening to it, filled with happiness. 
and joy and optimism. And yeah, I do. I love it so much. I'm going to miss working with you. I'm going to miss working with you too. Well, what are we going to talk? Like, what are, what are we going to text each other about now? Oh, by the way, I have a, I have a present coming for you, Ramsey. There's a present in the mail for you. Um, oh my goodness. I know. Get excited. It, I just got an email notification that it shipped. So it's on its way to you. Awesome. Yeah. I um I, I feel bad. I, I didn't get you anything you this season. You have got me many a gift, many a season. I am not Yeah. Yeah. I now it was my turn. I had to I had to get you something. So I hope yep. I hope that you like it. Yep. Well I hope so too. Well, I'm sure I we'll will. just have to make another show is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um if you could recommend one episode to someone what episode what episode would you recommend one episode i would recommend to someone i mean i i always have to explain what i do mm. and then i have to explain what the show is i always use the first episode as an example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because it was such a um it is such a like what we had strived for for committed it's just one of those things that we can you know really explains what the show's about mm. But then I always go to, you know, I, uh, um, was it I love you, buddy. You oh, know, when we, yeah. we talked to, to her, I always, because uh, that one, it was always the ones where I, we went to location because I went down there. Yeah, well, explain, explain I love you, buddy, to people who haven't listened to it. Guy named uh, Buddy Woodall, who's serving three life sentences for murder, and his wife, Christy, um, they've been married for probably close to 25 years now. He was uh, convicted of of killing two people. Um, he still claims his innocence um, of the murders, and she refuses to to accept his divorce from from him. And I drove down to South Georgia, where she she lives, and it was just a powerful experience. Like going there, Christy and her mom basically took me in and welcomed me, and um, we. I spent the afternoon with them and we did the interview with, with buddy in prison mainly because like she, she had a, a phone that she could always talk to him, but it was also, you know, it just felt like it was going, it was this, it was when we started, when we realized we can't do this weekly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the last episode for the first season. So, I mean, we, we, we almost went a whole year doing this week. Nonstop. Nonstop. Uh, nonstop. Yeah. And um, so it was like the last, it was a good way to end the first season mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it was just, uh, I think the whole part of it going there and being part of that experience kind of really set home. I mean, just like the porn episode and you know, the other episodes where you would go to location, I always push for that when you said, Hey, I might be able to go there. Like go, it, go do it, do it, do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. The pandemic, so, the pandemic ended that it did. Um, but, but that, and I was going to say like, the the you know talking to the astronaut and oh, even topic topic was another oh, wait if you do you have to you can't just say topic and then not explain what topic 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 i had no idea what topic was okay i had to watch i had to watch the movie okay we are talking about um, two married olympic ice skaters by the way and we are refer i called it our cutting edge episode because obviously the cutting edge and a amazing romantic comedy starring Moira Kelly and that other guy who never made another movie. And Ramsey had never (laughs) seen The Cutting Edge, which broke my heart for him. And I forced him to watch it. 
and it was worth it. You loved it, didn't yeah, you? It was it was fun. It was fun. It was a good good classic 80s style movie and enjoyed it very much. And now I know what Topuk, but going to see Chris and Alexa, that was that was a lot of fun. I feel like I could do this all day. Um, as far <laughs> all right, as wait, let's, let's play a little bit of Chris and Alexa having a big Olympic win. Yeah, let's play a little bit of that. That was the kiss witnessed around the world. And I have to ask, was it planned? Was it staged? Or are you two really just that adorable? Well, when Chris and I compete, we kiss or don't kiss. We just, whatever we feel the moment will do. So the kiss on Valentine's Day, I mean, we didn't even think uh, it's Valentine's Day, let's kiss. I actually didn't even know, like, it was a big deal. But what was cute was that the crowd in Korea was so, like, shocked by the public <laughs> display of affection. And they were, like, ooing when we kissed. So I did it. I had us do it one more time. I know that Chris and I will have a hard time topping Valentine's Day ever again. Because, you know, we were living our dream in that moment of being at the Olympics. Okay, I I am going to, I'm going to end our stroll down memory lane with the episode that I recommend to people because I love you, which was Levi and Jared. And Levi had been mm. keeping his relationship with Jared a secret from his family since the beginning of their relationship. And he, he wanted to essentially come out um, to his family about his relationship with Jared on the podcast. And mm -hmm. I was so honored and so scared for him. And that episode, it, they were just so raw and so brave. And the fact that he wanted to share his love story with us and our audience, like, it still gets me. It still gets me. I want to, so I want to play, I want to play a little bit of, of Levi. I told myself... If I don't say the words, I'm gay, then I could always, like, argue against it. People die every day, and what if we get into a car accident? And then I have to be the one to call Mike and be like, Hi, this is Jared, your son's live-in lover, and um, he's now passed away. If I were to die tomorrow, would Jared, like, Jared would be, like, a stranger at my funeral. And, like, he's the most important person in my life. And, like, would he feel comfortable coming to my funeral? Would he be allowed to, like, mourn my death? I want to see what those guys are doing. I just emailed them. So... Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just emailed them. I'll update everyone on our Instagram. Our Instagram at CommittedPod is... Gonna gonna keep updating. I'll keep updating it with update with um new info about all of our couples. And I, you know, I don't necessarily think this is the end for committed. I think we're just gonna take a break for a while. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot of episodes. We've done a lot of love stories, and we're still here. So if you right. have a love story that you want to share with us, tell us. Tell us, and we can always come out of semi retirement to tell your love story. And I think we're we'll just take a pause. We'll take a, we'll take a pause, much like much like Elton John is having a very long retirement tour. <laughs> I don't think committed will ever end.
No, I mean, I don't think we can, we've, every episode, I think, has never been the same as the last. No. And I think we can, could still go on for a lot longer time. Um, but I'm looking forward to the new projects I'll be working on, and I know you are too. And this really wasn't an end. I never really saw this as an end and all that. And, you know, if you called me up the next day and say, hey, Ramsey, let's do this again, I, I'd be right there. Me too. Me too. I'm here. I'm here. So it's it's not the end. But this was a this was a nice look back at our at our at our committed relationship together, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. A different <laughs> a different kind of commitment. Yep. No. Totally. <laughs> so all right. So let's say goodbye. <laughs> let's say goodbye, but not but not forever goodbye to the audience and. Guys, stick around. Let us know what other stories you want to hear, what other podcasts you want to hear. Ramsey and I are both still with iHeart. We're both still making great shows, and we love you. We couldn't have made this show without our incredible and devoted audience who told us how much they appreciated this show and these love stories. And some people even told us it helped them not get divorced, which, you know, and some people told me it made them get divorced. And Good on you. Good on you for making the decision for you. Happy to help. Happy to be here. <laughs> and and Joe, I, I completely agree. And I just want to say, I know I told you this in text, but it's been a pleasure working with you. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're not crying. Um, it's been wonderful working with you. It's, it's, been, one, yeah, it's been wonderful working with you. This whole experience has, has been a uh, life life-changing experience for me. So thank you. Thank you. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza, with a very special thanks to you, our listeners. Committed is produced by Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song and music by Tristan McNeil. To keep up with Joe and the Committed Podcast family, follow us on Instagram, at CommittedPod. That's at CommittedPod. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.